Hey guys, it's Denver here and welcome to another episode of my podcast. It has been quite a while, but I feel like this one is actually important, you know, given the current circumstances of how the world is evolving in somewhat of a negative way or, you know, a huge negative way right now and how we have to adapt to deal with that and keep moving forwards with our goals around our health and our fitness and our mindset. So what I want to do is talk about three distinct um, main topics within this short podcast. One is on staying on track with your diet. One is on staying on track with your training. And the other one is having the right mindset moving forwards. So let's just attack it straight away. Uh, diet is key. We all know that, you know, basically when you look at someone visually, um, or you look at yourself in the mirror, what you see visually is generally, um, you know, largely dependent on your lifestyle, obviously. Uh, someone who weight trains is going to have more lean mass, obviously. Someone who doesn't, maybe they do endurance uh, events or whatever from a training perspective, is going to be smaller. But your nutrition plays a huge role in how you look. Um, while your training plays a huge role in how you perform and when you bring them together they actually complement each other and you know help us to achieve a certain outcome with how we look um you know and how we perform but basically you know what you do on a day-to-day basis will show through your physique uh you know it'll show through the amount of body fat you're carrying it'll show through you know your current lean mass etc etc so we can't get away from the fact that nutrition is always going to be super important. And when we have limitations around, you know, how much activity we can do or, you know, not being able to do our desired or preferred type of training, we have to take that into account when it comes to nutrition. And we have to really be really, really good at the things we can control to make up for the things we can't control. So, you know, going back to the fact that, you know, how we look is a direct representation of what we eat um, and how we train. It is very important to look at diet first and make sure that we are optimizing that right now as best we can to deal with the current, you know, limitations and what we're going through. So, you know, I think most people know by now that when it comes to nutrition, the most important thing um, is going to be energy balance, right? So if we're looking to increase our body weight, we need to consume more calories. If we're looking to reduce our body weight, we need to consume fewer calories. Now, so calories are king and we can easily control and manipulate that by tracking our food intake each day, knowing what's coming in um, and adjusting and assessing that as we go. So, you know, calories are king. Yes, we know that. But even more so, macronutrients are super important. So we need to ensure that we're getting in enough protein every day, enough carbohydrates and enough fat, depending on our goals, depending on our lean mass, um, and a lot of other variables that come into play. So knowing that calories are important and macros are important, the next thing that really matters to us is our micronutrient consumption. So, you know, your vitamins and minerals. I haven't even mentioned food selection here. I've literally just said calories, macros, and micros, right? And they're the main three things. So when it comes to like food selection and not knowing what to eat right now, because food availability, food availability has changed so much, it really is just a matter of utilizing flexible dieting, getting, you know, a tracking app like MyFitnessPal and tracking in foods that you actually can 
get right now and ensuring that you are hitting your planned macronutrient targets. You're getting in enough fruits and vegetables, uh, you know, micronutrients in general. And, you know, by tracking your calories, your, sorry, by tracking your macros, your calories will work out for themselves. So right now, flexible dieting is definitely something that we want to focus on. For me personally, I've leaned more towards a meal plan approach during this current time uh, with my own personal, uh, you know, physique and fitness goals. But as a result of food availability being low, I can't follow this meal plan and I have to just take a flexible dieting approach as well. So just being able to track your macros is key. It's also important to understand that, you know, if you're, when it comes to energy balance, right? So if you're accustomed to eating a certain amount of food because your activity is generally going to work every day and going to the gym, etc., and now you're not going to work, you're working from home, you know, you can't go to the gym either, so you're doing home-based workouts or whatever it might be, your energy output is now reduced, right? So if you want to maintain the goal of weight loss or fat loss, as an example, we have to reduce your caloric intake as well you know, to suit that. So you don't have to do that immediately, but it is wise to consider, hey, my activity levels are lower. Either I have to find a way to become more active or I have to reduce my food intake to deal with this adjustment. So it's very important to think about that. Reduced output typically needs reduced input, whether you're gaining weight or you're losing weight as well. Because even in the, you know, the case of looking to build muscle or put on some more mass, if your activity levels are way lower and you continue to eat a very high caloric intake, you probably will gain extra body fat that you obviously don't want to. Now, another thing to think about with your nutrition is, you know, right now a lot of people have lost their jobs. Uh, you know, people can't afford to invest in things that they normally would spend their money on. And we have to be smarter with, you know, what we do, you know, invest our money on and what does matter to us. And when it comes to food selection and diet in general, it really comes down to thinking about the foods which are the most cost effective, which are going to give you the right amount of nutrients, which are easily tracked and obviously are available. So, you know, a little bit of an insight into my personal life. When I was 21 years old, I bought my first house. Um, immediately after that, without thinking, I pretty much went and bought a brand new car as well. And I was like, okay, so I've got a brand new house. Well, I've got a new house and I've got a mortgage and I'm living there by myself. And I've got a brand new car that I have to you know, pay for and I've got food and I've got gym and I've got electricity and now I've got to pay the rates and I've got all these bills, right? And I'm 21 years old and I've just invested or just spent all this money on these things that I wanted to you know, achieve and have in my life. So I was like, how can I now take money from other places to then give it towards you know, these new costs, these new expenses. So what I did is I put a diet together for myself and that worked out to be around $7 a day to hit my macros, to keep eating like a bodybuilder, you know, uh, you know, to eat towards my goals and I saved a lot of money. So, I mean, I'm not saying that you have to do that, but when, be mindful of how much you're spending on a day-to-day -day when it comes to food uh, because, you know, I lived on things like oats, protein powder, uh, you know, eggs or egg whites, tuna, uh, potato, I had rice, I had frozen vegetables, and it was all like the cheapest option basically. So, you know, like your your no-name green bean vegetables, uh, you know, and other canned foods like that. So, you know, yes, it doesn't sound exciting, but for that period of time where I wanted to rebuild my savings and kind of, you know, account for these new expenses, I basically didn't really spend money on eating out and I, that much, right? I didn't have alcohol. And I also... Um, you know, didn't go out and buy like 
steak or anything that costs a lot more money, right? Or salmon or something like that. So I was very smart with my money and I was smart with finding ways to still hit my macros and my micros towards my specific goals at the most cost-effective way possible. And I was even buying my eggs in boxes of like 12 cartons because it was a lot cheaper to do that as well. So, you know, that's just like an insight on like how you can, you know, still, you know, stick with your goals and be focused towards that around your diet even if you're not getting money coming in right now or you know maybe you have you know an online coach maybe i'm your coach right now and you're like how do i afford coaching still i still see value in this i still want this food selection adjustments can really help with that you know lowering your standards with your food uh, selection and not wasting your money you know on like ready to drink protein shakes or you know those expensive coffees that people have or you know the organic oats that you pay a lot more for and you know the you know the high quality steak or whatever it might be like all those foods are like luxuries at certain times in your life and then at other other times in your life where you're you know in a better place financially it's kind of like okay so i have this more often and i can afford to and it's totally fine so you know that's just a bit more of an insight around diet but really it just comes down to you know your macros flexible dieting uh, understanding that you probably have to reduce your intake now as a result and we don't change protein we just adjust our carbohydrates and fats and reduce those down and of obviously like considering food selection availability etc uh, in, in addition to that one last point around your diet is that you want to improve the environment um, of where you are your home and you know where you're spending most of your time because if you are at home a lot and there's food that isn't going to help you towards your goals you're probably going to want to eat it because you're not doing too much else if you're stuck, like if you're in your lockdown or you're working from home, etc. So eliminating foods which don't serve you is definitely a tip that I want to add right now. So with me right now, all of the food or most of the food that I've got at my home is food that I eat regularly. My body's used to. Um, and when I say my body's used to it, I mean like they're foods that I typically eat on like my meal plan right now. So I enjoy them. Um, and they're not foods that are like completely different where I'm like, wow, this is delicious. I want to eat more of it. Right. And that's what it comes down to like cravings, controlling your cravings, not eating because you're bored and not trying to get excitement from food because you can't, you know, do other things or whatever it might be. So, you know, right now in my cupboard, I do have things like Nutella. I've got like chocolate biscuits, like Tim Tams, and I literally haven't touched them in many weeks because I've got personal goals around, you know, my fitness, etc. my body composition, but as much as I might think about them now and then when I'm bored, I have the, you know, the dedication or willpower or whatever you might call it to the discipline to not actually consume that. If you're in a position where you feel like you don't have that level of discipline, it's always best to just keep that out of sight, out of mind, stay goal focused and stick to the foods that you can actually can help you towards your goals. And, uh, you know, you're not going to have those distractions or those temptations. Now, going into your training, obviously, all of us around the world have to rely on home-based training, whether you've got gym equipment or you don't. End of the day, ideally, you're training at home, um, you know, because we need this virus to, we need to flatten the curve, right? We need to uh, work around this and minimize social contact, etc. So home-based programs can be as challenging as you want them to be, or they can be as easy and simple as you want them to be. Now, a lot of the time people lack motivation 
because they're training at home, because they don't have a plan, because they don't know what they're doing, and they end up resulting or resorting to uh, exercises that are super, super basic and kind of just tire you out. Like, you know, doing a whole bunch of burpees and a whole bunch of like air squats or going for a jog, you know, doing as many push-ups as you can. There's no structure there. Uh, you know, that can burn you out in a very short period of time. Like, you know, you do, do as many push-ups as you can, try to do it again, you're gonna be destroyed. Uh, we need to create structure with our training. We need to treat this like we're still training towards our specific goals, whatever they might be. And we need to look at the equipment that we have available to us and, you know, start to be creative and utilize this stuff to then, you know, train with as much resistance as we can, uh, you know, as much intensity as necessary or as we can, and, you know, get the most out of our training. So one really good tip when it comes to home-based training is to do a lot of unilateral work. So a lot of single limb work. If you do calf raises, um, standing, just body weight, that is effective. Obviously your body is the load and you're using your calves for that. But if you do a single leg calf raise, you're putting your whole body weight on one leg, obviously that's gonna be more resistance, right? So whether you're doing using resistance bands or whatever it might be, doing unilateral work is going to be the best bang for your buck when it comes to you know adding as much resistance as we can. One other tip around resistance bands is that if you tie a knot in the band, you can actually create a lot more resistance. You're shorten, shortening the band and it just becomes a lot more firm. So try that as well, which is actually something I've just realized recently and it's working out really well for me. So with me personally, right now, all I'm using is resistance bands, a barbell and some weight plates. A lot of my clients have gone out and bought equipment, you know, dumbbells, kettlebells, benches, etc., even squat racks and that's really awesome. Whatever you can afford to do or whatever you have access to is amazing. I personally used to have a really, really good home gym a few years ago for a long time and I loved it, but I also found training at home to be isolating. And obviously right now that is the goal to isolate. But at that point in time, I wanted to, you know, kind of train around people instead of just being by myself all the time. Uh, so I sold that equipment. So I'm definitely not against having home gyms. I think they're fantastic. I just won't buy one for me right now because, you know, I've had one, a really, really good one. And what I've got now is actually working for me really well. And I prefer to just go to normal gyms when they reopen, hopefully soon. Now, when it comes to your training and progressive overload, which is something that I preach about a lot, obviously we need to progressively increase the tension, the load, the effort over time to continually improve our physique and build on what we're doing. Now, what I recommend is obviously using resistance bands and adjusting the bands up, um, you know, as you get better. So maybe you're going, well, as you get stronger, I should say. So maybe you're using a thinner band and then you move to a thicker one and a thicker one over multiple weeks over time because you're getting stronger. Most of us can use bands quite easily, I would say. So then maybe tying a knot in the band to create create more resistance is a good approach. Or if you've got a barbell, we add more weights, etc. Now, if you don't have um, you know, the luxury of additional equipment or additional weight, then focus on doing more reps over time initially. And then when you get to a point where you feel like you can't really progress with that, start to add more sets to your training. Not every single exercise, but over time, additional movements. So, you know, you might do five or six different exercises and three sets of everything. And let's just say that you're doing 12 reps for everything, right? 
Over the weeks, maybe you're trying to push to 15 reps or you know 16 reps or even 20 reps on some of those movements. And then you start to do four sets of you know one or two of those movements for a while. And uh, you know then you go to four sets for more movements. And over time, maybe you end up doing four sets for all the exercises. So progressively increasing the amount of work that you're doing is going to be key initially with reps and then with adding more sets. Uh, you know, other ways you can do this in regards to in creating more intensity is to use shorter rest periods, is to do tempo work, is to do pause work, uh, and definitely train closer to failure when it comes to training at home because we're limited with the equipment that we have and the resistance that we have your body's going to recover quicker with whatever we do. If you do 10 bodyweight push-ups, that's very easy to recover from. If you do bench press at about 70% of your one rep max for 10, that's going to be harder to um, you know, recover from. If you do push-ups to failure, that is obviously going to be a much better um, or a lot more intensity and again, harder to recover from still. So training to failure obviously makes it harder to recover, um, but currently our resistance isn't that high. So training closer to failure is definitely something you can implement to help to retain your lean mass. Another thing about you, about your training, and I guess the last point I'll make is that it's important to plan ahead when you put together a program or when you you know decide to do a workout. You don't wanna like set yourself up with your drink bottle and your towel and whatever else equipment that you might have and then just be like, oh, I'll do this, and maybe I'll do this, and now I'll do that. The structure is key, and when you just mix things up, you can definitely cause fatigue in a way that you don't want to, and you can also reduce your excitement to work, to work out, um, and a plan is very important. So before I do each of my workouts, uh, this is the first week of training at home right now, I will write down exactly what movements I plan on doing, the sets and the reps, and I will flow through in that order. And you know, it might take a bit longer to do it because it's my first week of doing it and I'm still trying to figure out how to do certain movements properly with the right amount of resistance, etc. But, you know, having a plan ahead of time is very smart because if you decide that you want to do some elaborate movement, maybe you want to do uh, pistol squats or you want to do single leg um, box squats or, you know, something that's actually quite challenging and then you start your workout with 100 burpees and then you do you know, lunges and step ups and all these other things, you're not going to be able to do those pistol squats at the end. You know, you're not going to have the energy that's required. So planning your programming ahead of time is going to really help you to ensure that it flows for number one and you're doing the hardest movements first um, and you're making the, you're getting the most out of your training. So that is super important. And I think that covers everything when it comes to training. Um, you know, end of the day, there is so much we can do and we can become a lot more creative. And one other thing I would suggest is going to my Instagram because I have been uploading videos of my training sessions just to give people more insights and also for my clients to see exactly how to do movements that I might program for them currently, uh, you know, while we're, we are restricted with what we can do. So the last area that I want to talk about is mindset. So I had a few, I had one client in particular put on Facebook like, the world is ending, there's no gym anymore, like what's the point living, basically. And really, uh, you know, singing this sad song to me personally and also on social media about how, you know, life sucks because there's no gym access and, you know, currently not working or whatever it might be. And yes, this is tough times, we all know that, right? Um, but we can work through it 
if we stay positive and we stay goal focused and we start thinking about the bigger picture, not just right now. So obviously in right now, we have to think about what we can do to control the situation, to contain the virus, to get past this. But we also have to think about the future and our personal goals and how we can continue to you know, focus on those and improve ourselves over time and not just get stuck in worrying about how we feel right now. Because sometimes we just think about right now and we actually end up becoming you know, sad, depressed, whatever it might be, and start making actions or taking actions that actually go against our goals and, you know, not doing the training and not eating right and just spending your time on the couch, wasting time or scrolling through social media or whatever it is. And, you know, touching on like the scrolling through social media thing is like, I decided to like have a day, one day of the week where I don't go on social media at all. And it's just a nice break. It breaks the cycle. It breaks the, the habit or, you know, um, it kind of breaks the addiction of wanting to just always be connected with the outside world and you know scrolling aimlessly and not not really having any purpose around that so having a day where i just literally have no social media to worry about helps me to focus on other tasks that are often not happening because social media is too distracting um, or i'm too available to everybody else Uh, so you know that's just a side note like don't spend your time just watching Netflix, uh, you know, focus on other things that you can improve in your life and keep your current goal, your goal. Right now I am dieting towards a hopeful bodybuilding competition in September. And, you know, if the competition doesn't happen, I'm still going to get my leanest I possibly can this year in 2020 through all this, you know, negative uh, situation or whatever it is, you know, like all these obstacles, I should say, I'm still going to get as lean as I can. And at the end result, if I'm if I have less lean mass because I don't have access to a proper gym, uh, that's okay. As long as I look as lean as I can and get through this situation, uh, you know, staying positive and staying goal focused, I'm happy with that. So it's important to have a mindset of, you know, this time will pass and things will get better. The more you can focus on the positives and anything that you can now actually have the ability to do the more enjoyment you're going to have in life on a day-to-day basis and a week-to-week basis, and the more purpose you're going to feel like you have as well. So, you know, areas that you can improve, like for a fact, a lot of people can improve their sleep. Uh, You know, having the ability to be at home more could mean also going to bed earlier, you know, getting in those eight hours of sleep. It could also mean spending more time reading and educating yourself on certain topics, you know, real books, not online where you can be distracted. You can also clean your house, which could help to increase your your movement, which is now reduced because you're not going to work or you're not going to the gym, etc. And you can start planning for the future. You can come up with ideas on how to be better in certain areas of your life. You know, this one like is a tough one, but, you know, also like planning travel plans in the future or anything like that. Anything that creates excitement and purpose is going to help you to have a better mindset and get through this time right now. So. You know, for me, it's like a matter of, you know, starting to read these books. A lot of books that I have, I haven't finished or reading them again, listening to audiobooks, you know, they really help me to have the right mindset and move forwards in life and, you know, come up with new ideas to be better in all different aspects of life. You know, so um, even if you do like courses online, that's a really good way to, you know, that's an investment towards your future even though it's an expense right now, it's an investment towards your future. And a lot of people want to play it safe and they want to hold on to all of their money right now because nothing's coming in or maybe they can't afford to do certain things. But 
there are some risks that you should take, which will actually help your, you know, your future self and, uh, you know, improving your education or your knowledge or studying, etc., can really be one, an example of that. So keep that in mind as well. I guess the last thing to say is that, you know, if you do have a coach right now, I know there's a lot of health and fitness professionals out there who currently, you know, don't have a job because the gyms are closed or don't have an online coaching business or an online presence or don't sell, you know, ebooks or supplements or, you know, programs or whatever it might be, right? So they're kind of stuck right now. Uh, but there are a lot of coaches who do offer these kind of things. And, um, you know, if you are engaged in their services, it would be wise to continue that for all the reasons that I've mentioned in the last, you know, 24 minutes or so now, you know, in ensuring that you stay on top of your diet, ensuring that you stay on top of your training, ensuring that your training has purpose and is progressive over time, you know, having someone to check in with and be accountable to and keeping your goals the goal is key moving forwards because I tell you what there are going to be a lot of people over the next few months who completely lose uh, you know their mind or lose their physique and uh, you know their mental health is going to suffer their physical health is going to suffer and it's going to be very clear who stuck to their goals and who kind of you know worked hard through adversity and still did what they could to get the best outcomes um, as opposed to those who just sat around and do, did nothing maybe they quit their coaching and then decided to try their own home workouts and realized that, you know, they didn't enjoy it or there was no structure or, you know, there's, there's nothing to be excited about and they just quit. Right. So, um, don't be that person, right? If you can do your best to stay on track, stay accountable, um, stay goal focused, have a plan, have someone to, you know, uh, you know, I guess be accountable to and get the best results that you can through a tough time. So, you know, I obviously do online coaching. I've been doing online coaching for many years now. I don't even know how many years now. And it's evolved over time. And we continually improve the service and make things as, you know, manageable as possible and also adapt to whatever life situations that we're dealing with. Obviously, right now, it's the COVID-19. So if you have a coach, stick with them push through this as best you can, even if you have to reduce to like, you know, a base level of coaching or whatever it might be, if there's those options, whatever allows you to maintain accountability will help you to stay consistent and get through this tough time from a you know mental perspective as well. And I guess that's pretty much all I have to say. Um, right now is tough times for everybody. Ideally, if we could, you know, isolate ourselves as much as possible, we're going to help to flatten the curve and, you know, reduce the exposure of this virus. The more people that go out and try to work around this situation that we have by continuing, continuing to, you know, do their daily job, which involves being around a lot of people or whatever it might be, the, the longer this is going to go for, unfortunately. So if we can try to, you know, limit ourselves right now, I'm literally limited to my house, walking outdoors around my house. Uh, walking to the supermarket close to my house and that's pretty much it training from home working from home etc so you know if you can minimize the exposure your exposure uh, then you're going to minimize you know the potential spread for everyone so let's get through this together and uh, you know keep working hard if you do your your home-based workouts um, you come up with really cool exercises please share them with me on instagram please tag me on instagram that would be really really awesome um, I would probably share them on my story and let more people see these things. 
uh, so we can all work together and uh, get the best outcomes possible.